STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Hello, Joe. All right. Press play to continue, or should I say start to continue? That is what we did. We started, we're continuing. Here we go. Two men on vacation. Nothing but our underwear on. Looking at each other right in the eyes. Directly, the original. Through, directly through our computer screens. The original start to continue, I should say. Don't start a war up with other people. <laughs> You know what happens when you start things up? It goes to shit. Uh, and then you drag well, me down with it. Actually, I think I think those guys were around before we were. If I, because I remember we were back on our old host. What the hell was it called? Pod. Podomatic. Podomatic. Those that rip off group. Pisocrapic. Yeah, we thought we had a pretty unique name. And I think when we started looking through the rankings, we saw this other one. But they oh. always went by uh, press start to continue. So we thought we were we were fine. But uh, I guess nowadays they just go by start to continue. So there's two of us out there, folks. Well, really, then we're the originators for STC. You can't go press and then suddenly take press out of your title. If they're the same guys, I'm thinking it looked like the same logo. Hmm. So anyways, we had a healthy exchange on Twitter. It was funny. Uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Duke retro nonsense. Uh, thought they heard us uh, reference in a podcast. Remember uh, Duke from retro nonsense. Uh, thought he heard us being referenced in some, uh, some big time podcast. He heard. Yeah, we don't know what he was talking about. And, uh, you know, I said we should sick the CC lawyer, uh, a Latino lawyer after him. And he immediately dug up that it was these other people, the press start to continue people and tag them. And then they started chatting with us and, you know, had a good old time there. Well, you were talking to them. I wasn't. No, I know. They, they didn't tag me in the chat, so I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, all of all the interaction you you give our listeners on the socials. Yeah, I was on the forums last night responding to everybody. Hmm. I'm all caught up. One sentence per post? No. Multiple paragraphs per post. Grinding away. I'm still uh still a big daddy, which is what they she likes to call me too in bed. Hmm. Who would that be? wife oh really but that's also what i call you at work so i don't know what that means i don't know you got it stuck in your head mm-hmm. so why don't you uh tell everyone what's going on we're uh what they're listening to well you guys are listening to uh the start to continue podcast the originators of stc i'm joe and with me on the other end is my co-host bill yeah that's me it is you look yeah. at you Mm -hmm. All smiles and giggles, shits and giggles. 
This is episode number 129. Uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash start to continue. If you want, you can talk to Bill on Twitter at STCPod. I know you want to talk to me on Twitter at AC Decepticon. Uh, I always respond within minutes. Bookmark STCPod.com. Listen to iTunes under the title search STCPod. And if you're listening to us, you got to check out some other great podcasts, blogs, and videos from people in our community at cartridgeclub.org. New shows go up every Friday morning or late Thursday night. And that's where they can go talk to us on the forums, right? At the Cartridge Club. We have our own forums there. Big boys. Which, you know, I got I to gotta kick you into going to. No. I just, uh, I, I don't have your free time, dude. My <laughs> kids are younger. What would you do at work those two nights when you were there by yourself? Hello? <sighs> what the fuck is going on with this frozen hangout shit? <laughs> Oh man. Are you back? Are you are your kids on uh the YouTubers? Told them not to. Send another message. Kick some butt. Causing me edit Ajita. Well, it's about time you do some editing with this thing. Which may or may not get edited depending on how much time I have. You have nothing but time. I'm busy, man. Busy all night, all day. What do you do all night? Stuff. What do you do all night that is stuff? I play games. I sleep. I do some work. I notice you've you've started, you know, earning a little bit of scratch again. So I'm wondering, is it something you do at night? Well, I was going to talk to you about that. I just happened to have sold something on eBay. Oh, well, that's not at night. Right? It must be something well, else. Well, yeah. This is part of my scratch. This is my scratch. Okay. So I need need your help. Okay. We finally got you selling on eBay. You had a couple. I don't want to to say what they are. You want to say I made a good chunk of change. Why can't you say what they are? Because I don't want people to know what my idea is on on eBay. Why not? Here we go with the secrets again. I want to know the reasoning behind you want to keep a, a low key eBay account. Tell me that I got to put your big screen so I can totally see this explanation. I've got you covered with my word document here. There you are. I, I need to be secret on eBay because what could the answer be? Who the heck's that? Respect. I don't know who that is. Why is your phone not on vibrate? God, that's what I put put up with people. Bullshit like this. this Can you do an edit there? Nope. I'm not editing this entire show. Fuck it. Yeah, you are. Nope. No. (sighs) No one gives a shit. I don't know who that could be. Okay. So you want to meet, remain secret on eBay because you don't want to sell to a lot of people. Anyway, you don't wanna... I, I need your, because you've sold. No, you got to answer the question. Why don't you want people to know your ID on eBay? Because I don't want people to know. Why? Because I don't need to be harassed. <laughs> About what? This is like the whole, I don't want people to know what I'm buying on Amazon thing. 
So you really do empathize with Kevin's argument about the Amazon links. No, you don't. Anyway, the important <laughs> thing is I sold no. something here. Hold on. We got to figure this out because it's crazy. I told my eBay ID <clears throat> on this, uh, on this presentation here. And what happened? Some people started following me. You know, maybe they'll see what I'm selling. Maybe they'll promote it or talk about it. What could be so bad about that? Well, if I want to promote it, I got two shows, which I can promote it on plus Twitter. But so why, why don't you want to tell people your ID? Is it because it's a really crazy name? No, it can't be worse than, uh, Joey money. <laughs> it's what uh, was it Joe money tits or something. It's uh Joseph money. <laughs> Cause all my other names were taken. <laughs> can't be worse than that. Uh, now eBay doesn't show like your, your buying history. Does it? Maybe that's it. You don't want uh, people to see your buying history. They don't show that to people. Well, then what are you worried about? It's irrelevant whether they know my name or not. Oh, Listen, God. can we get this to the important stuff here? How do I sell this now to this person? What, you I told got me. an email notification saying, congratulations, your item is sold. Now here it goes. Uh, how do I send them a bill with, with, uh, the, uh, the shipping charges? There's a, there's a button that says, uh, send invoice to buyer. Yeah, you can do that. They already got something that said what the overall price is, including shipping. They already got that, but you can send another invoice if you want and it will automatically populate with the numbers. And do I get to click confirm before it sends it off again? Yeah. Yeah. You can click on it and it'll bring up the window and you can add notes to it if you want, oh, okay. you know, special instructions or anything like that. Cause there's somebody from the States. So actually okay. I, I was going to go like the, the, the shipping charge that I had listed. Actually, I didn't have a shipping charge listed. Did I? Maybe yeah. You helped you help me set this up. Yeah, I think we did. Uh, hmm. I can't remember what we did. Did we not measure something? Yeah, we measured the boxes and stuff, but <laughs> I relied on you for this, man. Did I make hmm. a mistake? Did we have a weight? I don't remember what we did for shipping. Remember what I told you the whole weight was? It was like under X amount. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, we put shipping and all that in there. So that, that'll automatically fill in for them. Hmm. Well, what did you sell? Uh, I sold the video game. Yeah. How do I find it now? What did you sell? Go into my eBay and then shipping tab or uh, selling tab. I mean, and I'll bring up all your sales. My eBay. Watch. How does this work? Selling. Mm -hmm. Which game was it, dude? Uh, if I say, it, then people will know. Well, what difference does that make? It's very interesting if it if it is one of the games we think it is. Um, well, I sold the uh, hundred and one and one sports party mega mix for the Nintendo Wii. Okay, so that's cool. It's it's that that party game for the Wii that you think would be worth nothing, but we found out is worth 
some good money. Well, the one I paid five bucks for, which I, I don't know, uh, 10, how do you figure out percentage on that? 10. Oh, here we go. How do you do this now? Where's my oh, calculator? Oh, just tell us what it's sold for. Well, no, because then you can calculate it out and find it. Using you, your math? How do, you, how do you figure this out? It sold for 3,500% higher. <laughs> no, you know, it's not. Just tell us. And here's the interesting part. You elected to go an auction on this, didn't you? <coughs> I did an auction, but there's only one bid. Ooh. But okay. it was the... Uh, Oddly enough, it was the third or fourth time I listed it consecutively. Right. Um, yeah, I bought it for five, and I sold it for uh, sold it for one hundred and fifty. That is outrageous, altogether with shipping. No, that's not shipping. I don't remember you listing it that high. To be honest, I actually, with I actually uh, dropped the price a little bit. Holy jeez! Can you imagine? High. That stupid game being worth that much. I think it was a piece of shit, I think. But I saw it at the Bear Game Exchange. A uh, guy was selling it on his table for, he had a price of 100 on it. Yeah. And was that the guy we were talking to and he heard um, the story of how the price got inflated? He was the guy at the far end um, after you walk in straight at the end. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't help the listeners but i think he told <coughs> us the the reason how that price got inflated right oh how you told they, me about that it was the guy who uh he listed it and then bought him himself at an inflated price right yeah. a couple oh, times over so you do that a couple times over and price charter you know price charting starts pinging the high prices on it and then suddenly that's the going right for that game is it rare? I don't know. It's the first time I saw it when you had it. This isn't... My shipping is $10 Canadian. But that would be more it's, shipping into the States, right? Seems a little light. Not necessarily. Our shipping is crazy here in right. Canada. Change country to Canada. Put in postal code. I put in their postal code. Well, I, I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? Well, I you changed the shipping and handling. So I, I, I'm going to calculate it. So I changed it to the United States. You should have all that information already. You should have how much he is going to send you in shipping. Uh -oh. Check your email. You're going to see an invoice there. You're going to have messages all over your eBay. <clears throat> and it's, all right. I just changed it, it to uh, United States and I put their postal code in. And uh, it changed to $21 Canadian. Yeah. But just look at what you have to, what the invoice says. I don't have an invoice. What they are paying. No. You're, you're going to have an email. You're going to have eBay messages. A uh, ship now. You have your money if they paid. Did they pay you yet? Uh, no, I haven't been told that. <clears throat> Oh, so it's only been sold. They haven't paid yet. Maybe you're going right. to be a, get a deadbeat like I get all the time. 
Well, <clears throat> they've got 8,400 transactions at 100%. Hmm. <clears throat> so I think they're okay. And they sent me their home address, so I could uh, send them a bag of shit if they don't pay me. They must yeah, have paid if you. I'd put, I'd put their name and address out on the internet too. They must have paid if you have. I don't know. The shipping Doesn't tell me that I got paid. It says my item has been sold. Hmm. <clears throat> Can you come down to my house and uh, help me do this? What about your other, uh, your other item for sale? Did it, did it go? No, not yet. Ah, print postage, ad tracking, Marcus payment receives, view purchased item. Yeah, so they haven't paid you yet. Contact buyer. I would just, I like to just send the invoice and that's kind of your reminder. You can put a note in the invoice saying, uh, you know, send the money and we'll send this out straight away. Hmm. Contact buyer. What happens when I click on that? Well, the, the message is this, is this your first time using a computer dad? Uh, it's my first time selling an item on eBay. <coughs> oh, here we go. Send payment information to buyer. It's got the game. It's got the price for one forty nine. Then it's got shipping and handling 21. No sales tax. So I guess that's it, right? So they owe me one. 171 dollars mm. all in when did this wrap up today like early in the day no in the afternoon mm. i don't know man whenever i bought anything off ebay i've paid the second that sucker closes there's a reason why i bid on it it's because i want it well we'll see hopefully it goes through Anyway, that's enough of that. I don't want to bore everybody. I think I figured it out because I'm so smart. <laughs> that is apparent to everyone listening as they're in, you know, anticipation at the edge of their seat, wondering if Joe's figured out how to type in a message. <clears throat> that I know what to do. Anyway, what's going on? Have you, uh, what are you doing on your vacation? You went back home? Well, if we're talking about eBay though, shouldn't we? You know, do an update on my story. Yeah, sorry. You remember <clears throat> where we left off? No. <laughs> but if I go to uh, our last post, what happened last episode? We find out how much Joe has to end up paying Bill for picking up uh, NES Classic for me. Uh, does Bill ever say thank you to Joe for letting him know that some classics were available. We also talked thrift pickups and Joe tells a camping story about how he got raped. <clears throat> and then, um, I think we ran out of time. Yeah, we did. At and the end of boat, we were saying, uh, we were going to talk about your, uh, eBay nonsense, but you can, uh, jump right in now and tell everybody what's well, uh, just to recap the whole NES classic business. Um, you're still wanting me to thank you for maneuvering me into bringing you your own NES class. I'd like, I'd like a public. Thank you. 
that's that that would be the ultimate in manipulations if you could get me to thank you for bringing you one that I would just, be no it's not manipulating i just i'm not with all the i gotta show you all the pm messages i got from people <laughs> saying uh all this nonsense and how you were trying to rip me off by making me overpay and i told everybody no i'm perfectly happy paying i gave you an extra 10 bucks which essentially covered your gas to go and get this thing <laughs> so you gave it to me straight up which is good you know bro price which is what it should be well you, you would have had anything to even give me or buy for yourself if i hadn't told you about it but no we should really you should really be giving two thank yous, one to Rhino Vision and one to me. So have at it. Definitely. Thank you, Rhino Vision, for the tip to uh about the the Walmart having stock for sure. And uh Vega for tagging me and getting me moving on, on uh, that information. You didn't hear about it till I got in touch with you first. Now what Joe did was he maneuvered someone to go and get one for him so he didn't have to leave the house. That's what Joe did. And he did get it at straight up retail price, but he threw a keep the change at me. So, mm. but it was fun dangling, dangling the fruit over the top of his head for that whole podcast. That was the fun bit. Now, obviously he was going to get it at zero markdown, but but it was just, it was fun. It was fun dangling. Thank you, Joe, for telling me about the classic. And you're lucky that I did because what happened like the next day, they discontinued the entire run. I, I, well, you're not going to thank you out of me. You should oh, be thanking me. You're welcome. I accept that. <laughs> Unbelievably that Nintendo canceled the classic uh, the next day. So I wish I would have held on to it a little bit longer so I could even dangle that over your head a little bit longer. Cause that would have been even more fun. Don't you think? Oh, and you made me buy <laughs> some, uh, star Trek, those star Trek manuals off you. <laughs> you did buy the star Trek, uh, memorabilia. And I gave you what? Well, it's in payments as usual. No, I paid you in full already. No, no, <laughs> you well, did not. I also gave you a video game, didn't I? Uh, yeah, that was part of the trade. It was a, it was a trade and no, cash deal. That video game was out of the goodness of my heart. It was okay. So it was just cash and some goodwill, I guess. I'm out of pocket again. Ah, you were anxious to get that Star Trek stuff before anyone else noticed it. Actually, I picked up something else today relevant to that. So uh, stay tuned for our next pickup video to see what that is. Hmm. Well, anyways, uh, back to the eBay story. So to recap, uh, as a seller, I went through this bit of hell with eBay where I picked up uh, a professional uh, video camera. It's about 10 years old from uh, thrifting around, took it home, gave it a full round of testing, saw that it worked, cleaned it up, put it on eBay, uh, made a sale. I think it was it. Yeah, it was the first time it went on eBay. Sold within that week. It had like 10 different bidders going for it. Uh, sold it, shipped it out, 
wrapped it all up. You got to see when I uh, wrap up stuff for shipping, man. It is immaculate. You know, you talk about your uh, bulletproof packaging you get from your transformer buddies. The camera is wrapped in bubble wrap. It's inside of its case strapped down. The case is bubble wrapped. It's inside of another carton. Immaculate. So that went out and uh, the guy paid, obviously. It went out. It got delivered. Everything was groovy. Uh, because he paid me right away, I felt fine giving him some positive feedback, hoping I would get some feedback in return. I did not. And I thought that was it. Done deal. And then two months later, the guy starts asking me uh, politely about a problem with getting a video signal out of the camera to a monitor. And I thought he was just asking for like some tech help. I'm like, Oh, I'm not really a tech help line, but I don't mind. You know, uh, you bought this from me. I don't mind helping out. So I gave him some ideas to try a few different things. And then after three or four emails, he decides, he sends me another email saying, you know what? I can't get this to work. It uh, is obvious that this item is not as you described and isn't functioning. So I'm going to ask for a refund. This was two months after he had the item and the item being a 10 year old used camera. So I kind of chuckled and thought, well, yeah, you're not going to get a refund. <laughs> like you get what you get, uh, it worked. It's you have it now. You've had it for two months. It's 10 years old. We can't uh, a best buy that warranties things for a year. And I knew uh, eBay had some kind of standards of return policies and whatnot, but eBay stops looking after returns after 30 days. So I thought I was in the clear, but it turns out PayPal their buyers for 140 days after sales. So rather than going through eBay, he went through PayPal and opened a claim against me for this, uh, saying the item is not as described. Now these types of claims are usually reserved for items where it is described as new and you get the item and it's obviously used. You try to buy a baseball card and they sell you, you receive a magazine. It's for obvious uh, times of items not being described. Uh, he complained to PayPal that because he cannot get signal out of the camera to a uh, monitor, um, the camera is not as described because it does not function. And so eBay immediately freezes the purchase price plus shipping in my account and alerts me to this claim. And then you have a chance to uh, defend. You can either accept the return, just say, oh, yeah, yeah, send it back to me, no problem. Or you can say, um, well, you can have your money back and you keep it. Or you can try and fight it. So I thought this is an easy fight for sure. Beings, he's had it for two months. I wrote up a big paragraph of all the things he could be doing wrong to not get video out of that camera, including uh, monitor compatibilities, uh, menu selections, how to turn on video out, 
all this kind of thing. And I, I just chalked it up to operator error or bad, some kind of bad system after the camera. And I said, nonetheless, I sold this guy a camera and a camera's function is to capture video and audio on board on a videotape, which this does. And it plays it back on the videotape in the camera. And I even uh, supplied some pictures of the camera working and as well as a picture he sent me of the video out working, but the video being only black and white. So I'm like, here's a picture of the video out actually working. He just has some settings screwed up where he's only getting black and white or his monitor isn't, he's plugged things in wrong to the monitor. And I did that while I was at work with you and we were having, I was pretty upset about that. Wrote up that big paragraph and sent it off. And then we had two days off those two days. I just, I'm going to, I'm going to cool off here and let that brew because PayPal said this will take, um, you know, up to two months for them to, de to decide yay or nay towards this refund. So I thought there's nothing I'm going to do for the next two days. And you had told me to call them right away. I'm like, ah, this is going to take a while. So when I got back to work, uh, that's right. I better get on here and call PayPal from work because you can sit on hold that work all day if you want. It doesn't matter. So I get through to PayPal <clears throat> and they're like, uh, oh yeah, this case. Okay. So did you get the camera back? I'm like, did I get the camera back? What do you mean? I'm just calling to uh, get clarification on this claim against me. She's like, no, no, uh, we already accepted his claim and it's in the mail coming back to you. And at this point, I'm trying to log into the PayPal. And sure enough, within those two days, they had just discounted everything I said and sided with the buyer. And uh, he put he put the camera back into the mail system and submitted tracking to PayPal. So that proved to them that he's sending it back. And uh, I'm like, how can how how is it how is it even possible that that you are uh, siding with this guy after, you know, how many days was it? 60 some odd days. And he has a 10 year old camera, you know, and, and then it, it's just, you have that frontline customer service person who's there just to put out fires. So she doesn't have any real answers, but she's just trying to calm you down. So you get a lot of the, the normal textbook calm the customer down responses like, Oh, I understand, sir. Yes. That makes you're making plenty of sense, sir. I understand. No, there's nothing we can do. No, you can't appeal the decision. No, there's no going back from this. The decision was made and that's the way it's going to be. I'm like, there's uh, this, like what, what happens if I get this package back and it's all beat up inside they're like, oh, just let us know, and uh, we'll we'll try to make things right for you. I'm like, what? So you will freeze his account and send me his money? Oh no, no, we won't. We won't be doing that. The deal's already done. He's getting his money back as soon as you say uh, the package has returned to you. I'm like, but he had he had this camera for two months, so God knows how many hours he put on the the camera. Like he literally wore. He could have wore down the camera in two months. Well, uh, I'm sorry we cited that uh, the item is not as described. So there's really nothing we can do at this point except wait for 
you to get it back and you can tell us when it comes back and, and we'll finish off the deal. So really I couldn't get anywhere with this person, but that was the situation where they're waiting for me to respond when it comes back and uh, just reading through all of their rules and regulations. Even if I don't ever respond to them that it came back, they follow the tracking and then if they decide within a few days of delivery proof that you're not going to respond, they just close the claim automatically and give him his funds. The funds are still frozen until you concede that you have the package returned. And even if the package is empty, they will still release the funds back to the, to the buyer. So that's where we were at waiting for the package to come in. And uh, yesterday... Uh, at the door was finally the package. Canada Post lady at my door. Uh, I got a package for you here. Oh, oh, this is the thing. Great. I can't wait for this. And she's like, and uh, there was custom fees. So you owe another $41. Why, holy Christ almighty. Now you see, when he returned the package, uh, PayPal lets him spend my PayPal money for the shipping back. Mm. So he not only got the return, you know, the money returned for the original shipping, but he gets my money to ship it back. And then I got dinged at the border for customs because he said it was worth $250. So they got me for duty at the border, another $40. So I get the camera back, you know, what, what, what would you be doing at this point? You just want to punt it into the garbage right? <laughs> and be done with this. But <sighs> I got to see what the situation is. So I take the camera out. Now, I told you how well I packaged this camera up. All he did was put it in a box that it barely fit in. The sides were bulging out of this box. And he put one piece of tape along the seam on the top and one piece of tape on the seam on the bottom. That's it. No tape along all the open seams, just the top and the bottom threw it in the mail. I open it up. There is no padding inside the camera case. The camera is just, it's strapped in, but there's, it's not bubble wrapped itself. All of the chargers and stuff could still be bouncing around inside there. They're all loose inside. So that's a little disheartening. I take it out. I check the lens. The lens isn't broken or anything, so that's a good sign. And it powers up. Another good sign. Uh, I look through the viewer, and instantly I can see all the colors are off. So this being a professional camera, I don't know if you remember back in the day when we had to use pro cameras. What was the first thing you did when you got out in the field and took your camera out? <clears throat> well, you'd have to white balance it. A white balance, exactly. So I did a white balance. All the colors went normal. I hooked up the AV out to my TV and boom, there it is perfectly working. Perfect. With Oops. no, I'm not jiggling around <laughs> cables. I'm not trying different inputs. Just plugged it in and into the TV instantly worked. The frustrating part is the whole scenario with PayPal and how there's, it just seems to be like there's no seller protection whatsoever. No, 
So I like he could have he could have kept that thing and returned an empty box, and still got still got his money back, right? Yeah, yeah, he would have still got the money back, and PayPal would have done something for me. Is the quotation? So I've read there's minimal reimbursements, like forty dollars or something like that, or you say it's not working right now, so they'll say, "Well, how much would it cost to get it repaired?" And you say, "Well, it costs two hundred dollars to get it repaired." And I'll go, well, we'll cover a fifth of that cost. Oh, thank you. So there's all kinds of scenarios like that. Have, uh, you, uh, have you got in touch with them? Now, tonight I wanted to call PayPal again because I don't want to hit the, uh, the item has been returned button because that will automatically close the case and send him his money. So I wanted to get on the phone with them again just to argue one last time and tell them after all of this, and I took a photo of it. The camera works perfectly, despite what this guy said. So it's obviously buyer's remorse, which you do not support being returns on buyer's remorse. I wanted to have that conversation to see what it was like. I set up uh, the computer to record the phone call. And uh, I got on the phone with PayPal, and there was a 50 to an hour and a half wait to get on the phone with them. But they have the callback service, you know, where you can just leave them your number and they'll call you back when the line opens. And sure enough, uh, probably 45 minutes later, the phone rings. It's PayPal. And I pick up the phone. I get the recording going on the computer and it says, uh, okay, press one to be connected to a service agent immediately regarding your case. So I hit one and then a new voice, recorded voice comes on and says, we are expecting experiencing technical difficulties and click hangs up. <laughs> That's it. I call the number back again, go through the whole stupid menu they have where you got to say things out loud and, you know, uh, to verify your account, say your mobile pin number. Now I, I have no idea what a mobile pin number is. Uh, I'm like, no, I'm sorry. We didn't get that. Say your mobile pin number. <laughs> so you have to go through all that again. And of course they couldn't connect me right away. They said it'd be another 40 minutes wait. So I'm like, screw you guys, maybe tomorrow. So I'm sorry to the listeners. I don't have that audio, but I will try again tomorrow and get, maybe try and get some more of an explanation of how in the world a company like that can work. Yeah. And maybe if, are they, can they flag him for fraud? Uh, is there any kind of recourse? So the only, uh, the only thing I've heard where I can go further personally on something like this is uh, small claims court, which obviously we can't do. But PayPal is done. Now, what, what else can we do if we're selling on eBay? What can we do that doesn't involve PayPal? I don't know, but from what you told me at the start, how the uh, the color was all off on the camera, it sounds like it's damaged, so you should let PayPal know that. Because <laughs> uh, that's what I would do. Well, like I said. Brought, and uh, at least get some money out of it to cover off your, uh, your customs fee. Hmm. I wonder how that would go. Hmm. You can send them proof of the, of the, of the camera color being off. 
Because guarantee they're not going to do anything about buyer's remorse or or about, like, there's no way they, they'll say, all right, send it back to him and we'll give you your money back or we'll give you his money. Well, unfortunately, I already uh, tweeted out how it's working perfectly and tag PayPal in it because I was angry. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> not thinking about stuff. Well, I, I'm, you know, big corporations normally go crazy. If you do negative stuff about them on Twitter, they, they have people there that that's their only job is to put out Twitter fires, but they got no response. They don't care because people forget within one week, PayPal could kill somebody and no one would give a crap in about one week. <laughs> so I want to know from the people out there. If we can do eBay sales without having to involve PayPal, I know there's a, a section when you sell, it says uh, use PayPal and you can deselect that and you can select like Visa. But ha like, how does that work with Visa? Do you need to be like a, a business or something to take mm -hmm. Visa payments? Do you know how that works? Well, if you were listening to my previous conversation with you earlier in the show, uh, no, I don't know how that works. <laughs> so there are ways to do credit card purchases, but I don't know for a personal account, how that would work if you need to have some kind of business or something set up. So that's where I'm at on the eBay. Well, sorry to hear about all that nonsense. It's this camera, man. I thought it was uh, such a great, Great find, man. I picked it up for like 15 bucks. Flip it for, you know, over 200 within a month. And uh, now it's costing me, man. Now it's starting to cost with all these shipping fees. Now, here's a question. Are you going to try and bother reselling it? It will be resold. Oh, yes, it will. Uh, unfortunately for me, like for me to feel good about it, I have to go through it and test it all again. So that's going to be just take up more of my time testing everything that see that it didn't get damaged while we had it. And then I'll post it again, but this time I'm going to have to put, you know, camera works, but due to the inability to test every single function of this professional camera, it has to be sold as is. I don't know if that will even protect me from this PayPal scheme. But we've talked to a lot of people about eBay since this happened, and no one has reported this kind of shenanigans in uh, our circle. Hmm. So maybe it is a one-off. But uh, I have to, I have to recoup something from this thing, and I think I can just repost that ad without doing any more work. So maybe. Oh, the one good thing, the one uh, little glint of light that I got out of this was that I noticed uh, when he sent me that picture of the camera and him trying to get it to work, it was mounted on a tripod. And when I got the camera back and I took it out of the bag, I noticed that the skid plate for that tripod was still stuck to the camera. So he forgot to take the skid plate off. So now he has a useless tripod. Thank you very much. Mm. I feel so much better. Eat a dick. Ah, yeah. There you go. You lose that skid plate for a tripod, you're in trouble. So there you go. And 
you know, when the box came in, I did tweet out the picture of the box with his name and address on there. If anyone wants to, uh, oh, yeah. make amends. Let me see here. <laughs> Although I will tell I will say one thing about this person. He has not given me negative feedback yet. I don't know if he's waiting until his money fully comes back and then the negative feedback comes, but that's the one good thing about the whole thing. No negative feedback. And since then I have put some more stuff on eBay. So if you are following me, you'll see a couple more items that, uh, Batman Mego bank is on eBay now and you should get a bid on that because that sucker is highly sought after and collectible. And it's going for a very reasonable price right now. Extremely reasonable. Are you, this guy's name, John E. Harrelson. Hmm. Oh, it doesn't sound familiar. He had like a bunch of different names, to be honest with you. His shipping name was different from his, uh, well, his PayPal name. You didn't take, uh, well, that's obvious. His uh, name isn't very clear. Two something seven, seven mountain Creek drive stone, something, Georgia. Three zero zero six, seven dash of, uh, tweet out, uh, Tweet his name out here. Oh, sorry. Jan E. Harrelson. Mm, yeah. That's a dude. Like Jan Michael Vincent. I don't know. I what show so. was he on? I don't know. Helicopter show. Well, there was only uh, two blue, <laughs> blue thunder and airwolf. Right, I watched, I watched blue thunder. Well, he was uh, the airwolf fly, uh, pilot. Yeah, had a better theme song, but wasn't as good of a show, I don't think. Uh, it was a better helicopter. No, I don't. Yes. Well, Blue Thunder was a better helicopter, if no. that's what you're trying to say. Airwolf was a better helicopter, and it had, uh, uh, what's his face, as a co-pilot. Yeah. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember, because it wasn't as good a show as uh, Blue fucking Thunder. fucking fat man in the back seat. Um Batman in the back seat. Hold on here. What's this shit? What do you gotta do? <laughs> I don't know. I think I would watch Airwolf just for the theme song and the opening. Siri, uh, who was the co-pilot on Airwolf? Here's what I found on the web for who was the co-pilot on Airwolf. Oh, jeez. Uh... Okay, well, it doesn't read it out to me. Series of cunt. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Ernest Borgnine. Shit, that's what it was. Oh, yeah, that's. Was he in that show? Yeah, man. Donald, Donald P. Belisario production. Oh, I love Belisario. So you know it was good. That's true. Jane Michael Vincent. I don't know. The, the Blue Thunder. The Blue Thunder chopper was just it was just crazy it was so much better was, what are you talking like a, about well it was military it was like a military apache helicopter it had the huge cannon rotating <laughs> cannon, cannon. 
it had the Gatling gun at the front and that was it. Yeah. Airwolf it had, had fucking missiles coming out of the side. It and had whisper mode. Machine gun. Airwolf had whisper mode. Airwolf was just a gussied up like air ambulance. Airwolf flew out of a volcano. <laughs> that's, that's, true. that's his headquarters. Yeah, yeah that's right. Airwolf uh, won one primetime Emmy. Hmm. Was it a major feature film though? Uh, well, was it successful though? The feature film? Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, he was major successful, obviously. Siri, Good. how much money did Blue Thunder make? Let me check on that. The answer is about 42.3 million US dollars. I jerk mm. off the series voice, man. <laughs> Doesn't take much to get you going. I'm so horny right now. There's a, <laughs> there's a great drop right there. If uh, the boys at Fandango still listen to us. Um, 42 million. This was in. Uh, what year is that? 80, 88. Siri, when was the Blue Thunder movie made? Here's Blue Thunder. Right, here's my red cock. <laughs> red? <laughs> uh, you diving into the well at the wrong time of the year wrong time of the month what? well this doesn't tell me anything uh, this is exciting it is to me I don't care about anybody else okay Google what year was Blue Thunder released Blue Thunder was released globally on May 13th 1983 thank you when was Blue Thunder released? <laughs> Blue Thunder was released the 13th of May, 1983. Yeah, trick oh, me off, Siri. Wow. With your British accent. Oh, <laughs> well, here's another. Uh, remember that show Street Hawk? With the motorcycle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A desk-bound cop secretly fights crime as a test pilot for a prototype combat motorcycle. You gotta love the eighties, man. Starring yeah. Rex Smith. It shot missiles, didn't it? Did something. Aired for thirteen episodes in nineteen eighty five. Holy crap! I watched all thirteen. I guess then and loved it. The Blue Thunder helicopter was patterned after an Apache, whereas the Airwolf was just a, a bell two, 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 just, just an air ambulance. Here's another show. Remember that show auto man? No computer generated superhero and his human creator fight crime in their city. It's like a version of Tron, but the guy was like in real life. Glenn A. Larson, you know, it was good. Now that doesn't sound like Tron at all. It, it, well, the computer guy, could uh, create like a light cycle kind of uh, motorcycle and, and travel through the city, helping his human creator uh, fight crime. Oh. Hmm. Watch that too, 1983. Hmm. And who was that? Was that Belisario as well? No, it's like Glenn A. Larson. Oh. 
Those were the powerhouses back in the day. Is this what we're going to do? Watch you talk to your phone? Hey, man. A sexy voice. <laughs> okay. Well, well, on the eBay subject, how about we take a minute to uh, give a shout out to the latest podcast coming out in the Cartridge Club family called uh, Dollar Dorks. Oh, yeah. I got a bone to pick for you about this one. <laughs> <coughs> you and no, Derek. I don't think so. I don't know why Derek uh, asked you first to come on to the show. Anyways, let's just do a proper talk up on the show. It's I got nothing uh, to say. That show see. does not exist to me. He put it out on YouTube. Is there, I think there's an RSS feed of it now. I don't remember where it lives or he was trying to create one somewhere. I don't know where it's living, but it is on YouTube. Uh, it's from the two dorks crew, Derek. And he created a new podcast, uh, a show about buying and selling and how you can uh, maybe start a collection of your own without really paying for it uh, by the art of the deal, by buying and selling, buying cheap and selling high and then buying what you want. So he, every, I don't know what his uh, release schedule is going to be, but he's going to have uh, guests come on. They're going to give their experiences and tips and challenges and pitfalls of uh, what happens when you're trying to build up your own collection through uh, buying and selling. That's pretty good. Uh, I happen to be on the very first episode, along with our buddy Miles from uh, the Flock of Nerds channel. So it's three of us, the mighty triumvirate of bargain hunting in the premiere episode. Well, I didn't listen to it, so... <laughs> That's good because I probably said how much I paid for those Star Trek uh, books on that yeah. show. <laughs> that show does not exist to me. What were you, what, what did you want here? You wanted an invite on, even though you tell people to leave you alone. But yeah, I just want the invite. If you I just can want do it, invite. if I really want to do it, I'll do it. But at least I want the invite. And what would. Out of respect. What would the respect be based upon when you really don't sell much. You just buy, buy, buy. Well, you could have taken that aspect of it and figured out, well, how can you one person just continue to buy, buy, buy when they're not really selling and, and recouping. So, but you don't tell people how you do that. You keep it secret. There's no secret. I just spend money okay. instead of taking in money. Okay. Joe spent, where do you get your extra spending money? Well, I, I just told you like from the start of the show, selling stuff. <laughs> no, but you, you, as you had just said, you do not sell stuff. You just uh, buy, buy, buy. No, now, every, I told you I sold stuff. During the warm seasons, you seem to get extra money. So how do you get that money? I told what? you <laughs> <coughs> when I'm doing my, um, we talked about this when I do my spreadsheet shit and you don't understand how I do my calculations. Right. Well, that there's a mystery there. There's That's no always mystery. been there because you gotta, say, no, I'm talking <laughs> and we are running out of time. It's already been over an hour. What? Yeah. No, it has not. We never touched on what you did for uh, Easter weekend at the farm. 
Uh, you know, I got to hang out with uh, cousin Luca a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, he uh, was angry that you did not give him the game that I gave you to give him. <laughs> uh, I gave I, Bill a certain uh, uh, Zelda game, Skyward Sword, which was very generous by to the give way. to uh, cousin Luke. I'll give you that. And um, well, Luke's got me posters or two posters. And uh, he's a good guy. I like him. So I thought, okay. And uh, he tweets me going, thanks for the game. Uh, unfortunately, Bill forgot to bring it. I, uh, Where's your why, why would he, why would he tweet you that? Oh, we talk. <laughs> you talk to you. I talk to everybody on PM. I find that hard to believe for sure. Um, so anyways, we did, we checked out what used to be a honey hole for us with the video games out in the town of Belleville. Yeah. The, this is the new location you went to went to the new location. And I shot a bunch of viz. So, um, all right. What, uh, how was the new location compared to the old one? Oh, it's immaculate. It's like a <clears throat> real deal. Really? That's unfortunate to us. Right. Because now he's literally went through every single item he has and looked it up and priced it accordingly. And, uh, well, I'll never be going back. So <laughs> no, it's not worth the trip. Now the two hour trip just to, uh, dive through some dusty bins. There are no dusty bins anymore. Everything is clean and organized and please check out the video. Cause you'll see uh, a really nice, well put together store. It's fun to look at. Um, I did ask him the price of uh, one item that didn't have a price on it. And while he was, He's like, oh, let me go take a look. And he takes it, walks away. While he was doing what he does to figure out the price, I just went on price charting to look it up. And then when he came back, his price was $10 more than price charting. Hmm. So that's the way it's going to be from now on. I still don't get it how these big game stores survive selling at such high prices. Like when this stuff just has to sit on the shelves. It's the dummies that will buy it at that price. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take much when you're selling stuff way overpriced compared to what you paid for it. We but saw, yeah. we saw what, how he got his stuff, right? He's got, he's got hobos and bums out there, uh, yard selling and whatnot and stealing, bringing shit to his place. Yes. So when he pays like rock bottom, uh, to these people to pick up these items, it's like, you know, how many sales does he need to, to make, you know, to make the month's quota to, you know, for rent and all that stuff. Right. Not uh, much. I, don't, I don't know, man, because now you're sitting and waiting for that right dummy to come in, you know, once a week, whereas you could be moving all these titles out all day long. If they were cheap, pricely, you could be moving inventory. Well, he, he told us though, what happens, right? His prices were so low originally at the, at his old place, the people from other, uh, thrift stops shops were coming in and buying his items just to resell at their place. Right. Yep. Remember that? Yes, that's true. And he knew who they were and he was still wholesaling out to them. But that was back in the day too. Like he would have wholesale to us too. If we were willing to drop like uh miles flock and nerds money, we could have got wholesale stuff too, but 
we don't got that kind of scratch. I don't know if you listened to the latest uh, Retro Fandango. Have you got on that yet? Uh, no, I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. I saw the posting for it. I haven't listened to it yet. No. Why? Well, after they heard what a great job uh, Miles and Catherine did on STC Pod, they naturally wanted to get them on their show. Mm. So uh, they have the Flock of Nerds crew on the Retro Fandango. So you can't go wrong when you got those guys on your show. I mean, the Flock of Nerds guys. And uh, Miles tells a story of a pretty, pretty massive buy where he just strolls in like Boss Hog. That big white convertible slams the door, lays down a wad of cash. It would be a beyond a wad of cash. Many wads are blown all over this uh, game load he picks up. And so you got to listen to uh, Retro Fandango to check that out. Is this a recent game pickup? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, very, very, very recent. Big post, time. Post Barry big time, Game Show? Big time purchase. like Post like, Barry uh, Game Show? Like you got to have own a store to make this kind of purchase. Uh, yes, post. That's yes, all I care just, about. I don't want three little details. It. Just It's a brand new show with Kevin Buried on Mars and uh, Ram Vox, who's turning into Joe uh, in the Retro Fandango buff and all built <laughs> with a tight buttocks. No, uh, Kevin has to keep prodding him to uh, uh, wake him up and stuff. And a Coke can cock. <laughs> Are you saying you have a Coke can cock? No, I've got a long one. It's not Coke can. <laughs> you have a long one. One of them, uh, Italian spaghetti noodles, spaghettini. Good enough to poke any area. I think I uh, my pants, man. I got like the stain on my, my pajama jams. Oh, great. Like, so I've been listening to that. I listened to uh, CC Weekly with the orange. Cartridge Bros. Uh, I did that while I'm driving around with the kids because uh, they're trying to make their show more uh, more family friendly, a little less F-bombs. And there was the most F-bombs in uh, any recent show, actually, in this one. <laughs> so <laughs> that P1, man. He's got to reel it in. He's like Joe. We have a perfectly clean show, and then Joe just fires off a hard C. Well, there goes that show. I could edit that out if I wanted. All right, so obviously you you wanted to tell me something about Easter. Me? No. I got nothing to say. You must have had an extremely busy weekend. Had the uh... high holidays. For uh, the Orthodox Christians out there, which uh, the Joe, Joe Italians. No, I just had to. Um, There's another party. Julie's family, part of her family over to our place for uh, Easter dinner. And then the next day we went to my aunt's for my family's Easter dinner. And uh, that was it. Did you go to church? <laughs> uh, no, I couldn't make it this time. Oh. I was hmm. um, doing something. Interesting. That does not bode well. No, I will go at Christmas time. <laughs> uh, yes. Now, did you check out Musty's latest uh, pickups from the uh, the Cowlitz game show no, they I, went to? I haven't gotten a chance to uh, it is, watch uh, too many videos. 
it is a fabulous video, a 30-minute video, which is good because I was getting angry that a new one wasn't coming out fast enough. <laughs> and I, I took uh, I took about eight games from his pickups that I've added to my want list now. Oh, great. No, I, I, I've been off work, so I haven't been uh, watching the videos. I like to do that at work. Really? And because uh, you got time that you got time to check up on me while you're at home on the computer while I'm doing work. What do you mean? Check up on you? Oh, Oh, here's that gets the, back. That here's gets back to my point. Here's the arrogant, uh, tweet that I, or text message I got from bill last night. That gets back to my point about how busy I he go. Was. Uh, Hey bro, what's going on? Pimp. Hey bro. <laughs> and then I get one sentence reply. Enjoying some playoff hockey. By the way, your Habs lost. Series is and then uh, about five minutes later, uh, just reading through all of your comments left on the forums and YouTube. How did the audio only episode work out this weekend, Pip? Hmm. <laughs> no sarcasm there, and no answer back. Oh no, because I had to rein myself in. <laughs> did you? I because did. you had you had one actually two jobs to do on the weekend. Well, the the audio only on YouTube is uploaded. It hasn't been posted. I posted it today, actually, when I saw you finally uploaded it on Wednesday. Wednesday. That's today. Yes. Early, when, early Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. When is it supposed to go out? Monday. And you worked Monday overnight and Tuesday overnight. What went on those overnights? You don't want to know what went on those overnights. I know what went on. Shenanigans. I know what went on. It's a lot of sleeping. No, nothing like that, dude. Nothing, eh? Nope. That was very good. Had lots of fun. I don't believe you. With a certain coworker. Don't That's believe a lot of feedback, you. dude. Turn your feedback. fucking phone off. There's no feedback. You're crazy. Quit playing with your wires. I'm not touching anything. So yeah, you had two jobs to do. You had to get the audio only out. And I asked you to, uh, what was it? Last week we worked, uh, uh, Wednesday, Thursday. I bugged you both those days to maybe put a comment somewhere. And now uh, you taken care of, you said you would do it on Friday. And then that's when you texted me on the Monday. I said, so how'd all those comments go? Well, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's all taken care of now, so that's all that matters. Well, I, let uh, me. I've satisfied the volcano gods with my comments for another week. Well, let's close on this show. I, I would. I'd give you a comment that uh, was left for us. Let's let's do that because it'll Can be nice and pleasant. Feedback coming from you. What? All right, go ahead. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> that is from the last show. What's that? You didn't hear that audio? No. Oh, okay. I started playing a YouTube video, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, YouTube audio does not come through Google Hangouts due to licensing issues. Anyways, a comment on our last episode from our good buddy, Lotus Stark. By the way, if you're not following this guy on YouTube, you should check out his videos. Did you see the last one he did about uh, 
the the Magneto statue that came out? I saw the uh, I saw the still image of it, but I haven't looked at it yet. Man, these statues are crazy, and it was again one of these uh, ones that came shipped in all of the uh, the strapping and the styro the wooden box and all the styrofoam. Yeah. Anyways, check out Lotus Stark. Anyways, he says finally, uh, and then he because the show came out on a Wednesday. The audio only. I'm looking at the comments on on YouTube. Uh, just laughing at the cover art for this week. You've captured the essence of the camping trip very well. Uh, I got to say, uh, Lotus has commented previously on uh, the artwork for these episodes and uh, just warms my heart because, you know, secretly I'm always hoping someone will comment on the artwork and they never do. And uh, I put a lot of work into it. And, you know, sometimes I'll get some, I'll get a real cherry from Joe when he walks by and he'll, after I'm working on artwork for a few hours, I'll walk by and look, give you that sneer, that De Niro sneer and go, mm, I've seen you do better and keep walking. So it's very encouraging when I but, finally get these comments. But when I do see something nice, I do give you the compliment, <laughs> which makes it all that much sweeter. Anyways, he goes on to say, this was a fun show. I encourage people to listen, especially if you want to learn who's behind the mask of the Mortal Kombat reptile which was in reference to you and your somehow acidic vomit that burnt <laughs> scorched the earth i'm telling you dude it blackened the earth and he says uh i agree about the nes classic he agrees with me i just wanted to be a piece of cake so i can eat the tiny little thing it's such a cute piece of hardware which i gotta agree every time i look at it you just want to cradle it mm. Mm -hmm. i still haven't opened mine yet Will I ever open it? After it's been discontinued, you it must be... Uh, well, it's like, not sealed, so it kind of doesn't matter, right? The, the box wasn't taped shut. It's true. But like what happened to me, you just can't stop once you dig into it. And after it's been discontinued, it must make you feel like you just can't open it now. You can't. It's a museum piece now. Mm, no, I've just got... Uh, so got some games on the go that I want to knock off before I get into other stuff. It's not like I haven't played those games previously, right? So we'll see. All right, brother. I think we've uh, come to that point where we need to put this baby away. As they, say, as they say in the industry, let's put this baby to sleep. You got anything to say to close us off? Because Joey's got to play. Oh, geez. Um, what are you going to say? Oh, and, uh, have one thing before we take off. Um, have you contacted RhinoVision about those two items that uh, he's holding it for me and of which you have my money? Uh, yeah, like I talked to him uh, in the last Berry Games Change. We're, we'll see him again in the fall. So uh we'll we'll get those items in i'm in no rush i'm in no rush for the item he's holding for me so uh whatever i got okay i'm gonna pm the three no of us deal. together come up um, i'm sure anytime it doesn't make sense because you live right beside him anytime you want to come up i'm sure we can make that happen otherwise you're, you're in the same town you're on holidays right now you you the whole idea was you pick up the item and bring it to work. 
to bring it to you. Thus saving me the three hour round trip. Yeah. Not to I mention, would bring it to you. Not to mention $50 in gas. Would you make me thank you for bringing it to you as well? No, I uh, would say thank, I would say no. thank you, Bill. <laughs> and even when I show it in a pickup video, I would say these items are courtesy of my two buddies, uh, Ryan O'Reilly at Rhino, Rhino Vision on Twitter. Uh, if you're looking for an artist to do any kind of artwork, I would check him out. And uh, I would also thank my co-host, Bill, for taking the time out of his day to pick up these two items from uh, our buddy. Well, and if all else fails, we'll see him. We'll definitely see him. <clears> that's what I'm PM. I'm going to PM the three of us together. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> I told you not to give me that money. That, uh, And don't worry, it's safely stashed. I put it in the top drawer of my dresser. So we'll be able to find it. In I think, no I think you spent it already. That could be too. You never know. How do I PM three people on Twitter? All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of STC pod, the start to continue podcast, uh, where you'll find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Google play and all those fine shops every Friday, a brand new episode. Uh, look for us on YouTube at uh, youtube.com start to continue slash and start to continue. slash start to continue. And as well, if you want to pick up any kind of t-shirts or mugs or anything like that, look for our store at teespring.com uh, SDC pod. And if you want to do some shopping at Amazon, the best way to do it is to go through our website, www.stcpod.com. And you'll see a couple Amazon links through there will portal you right away to Amazon and it gives us a little a little kickback for uh for fun and uh did you know on our mobile site those links don't show up we got to work on that can you ask dean to fix it <laughs> i thought you were our webmaster oh yeah i forgot yeah so that as uh, thank yeah uh, thank you steven Eider, for bringing that to light that the mobile uh, website doesn't show it. Is it available for mobile mobile apps or mobile devices? That's the question. I guess I'll have to do some work once again. Oh, poor Joe, poor Joe. He's got to get uh, someone in line to get that going for him. And uh, I promise you, the loyal listeners, I'll continue to pick away at the uh, source of Joe's slush fun it involves and, dancing uh, and uh no clothes. we'll get to the bottom of it we'll get to the bottom of it one of these days and a little bit of lube post it and post it Children be that's what this